you struggle with everyday small things, like how to hang toilet paper this or next Thursday, the proper use of y'all, then join Gary and JR as they consider these and other trivial matters. The Small Things Considered podcast from Ranch Hand Records appearing every other Tuesday, alternating with three things of JR. Welcome back to Three Things with JR. We are here for another episode, number 130. That's how many times I've been doing this show. Uh, so, yeah, we're back. Uh, last In the last Three Things with JR episode, I told you all about how excited I am to be cast as Vlad in the show Anastasia over there at Shannon Arts. The show will be running in November. And uh, they haven't made any major casting announcements yet. I think they're uh, waiting for the other shows that are happening before Anastasia to make sure that they sell tickets to those before they start promoting Anastasia. I think that's why the cast list hasn't been announced yet. Uh, but my, uh, my girlfriend Kiki was uh, quick to point out that I left out a, uh, a key cast member in when I talked about this in the last episode, uh, because I was really only talking about myself and I didn't mention that she's doing the show too. She auditioned, got a part, the part she wanted, which is to be in the ensemble. So in a whole bunch of different scenes, uh, singing, acting, dancing, changing costumes, uh, many, many times throughout the show. And, uh, she's probably going to have more work to do than I'm going to have, uh, despite me being in a more principal sort of role. Uh, but, uh, she is very excited to be doing the show, uh, with me and I'm very excited to be doing the show with her. We'll get to carpool a bunch and, uh, and uh, just it'll it'll be wonderful, just like it was when we did Sound of Music together. So uh, that's uh, that's all I can really tell you about the casting of this show until Shannon Arts uh, releases the official cast list. Um, so you can consider this spoiler number two for the uh, the cast of Anastasia at Shannon Arts in Stanton. Before I get to my three things, I've got, uh, I just got to talk about the gig that my band had last night. Uh, to be fair, played a gig at Shenandoah Crossing Resort, uh, which is just outside of Gordonsville. It's a, uh, it's a resort like a hotel, and there's houses to rent, there's a campground, and there's horses and playgrounds and uh, several different pools and a big lake, and it's just a beautiful place. And they were having some fireworks for the Labor Day weekend, Saturday night fireworks, and they hired us to play music leading up to the fireworks. And uh, when we got there, when I got there yesterday at 2.30 in the afternoon and uh, the guy from Shenandoah Crossing said, all right, that's where you're playing. And he pointed to a, uh, a mostly flat piece of grass in the yard and the lawn behind the hotel. I, I got to say, I was not super excited about having to set up my drums on something other than a flat, rigid stage of some kind right we're literally playing directly on the ground we've had to do this before and it did not work out well so I was immediately a little grumpy but 
uh, I figured, hey, they're uh, they're actually paying us more than we typically make for a gig, which is uh, awesome. Uh, and it gives us a chance to, you know, really put our PA system through its paces. Uh, you know, I bought this. Uh, we, Gary and I, have both uh, owned together a pretty decent PA system for our band uh, that has gone unused for three years that uh, with these last few months, we've been having some gigs and we had uh, we had to do our own PA system for uh, for this show. And so it was nice to get it out, get the dust off, uh, update the firmware, refamiliarize myself with the iPad app that controls all the sound of everything. Uh, and uh, we got that PA system really well dialed in. Uh, I got the drum set up on the carpet and somehow they... They sat very stable on the ground. I think I, it's because maybe that I put two carpets down. I like have a little drum rug that goes under my drum kit. Uh, and I put two of them down just to give it a little bit more stability. And uh, I was fully expecting every time I hit the kick for the whole kick drum and the two toms mounted to the top of it to flex and move, uh, which is really annoying when that happens. Uh, sometimes my, my kick pedal will work itself loose from the kick drum if it's not sitting on stable ground uh, but none of that happened all of it was great uh, the drum sat nice and stable the PA system sounded great uh, and we we played some kick-ass music uh, and uh, I, I, I do want to admit something that I did that was like almost inexcusable I showed up to this gig with the entire PA system my entire drum set, uh, pretty much everything, except for my bag, my bag of drumsticks. Yeah, the, the drummer showed up without any drumsticks, none whatsoever. Not a spare pair of drumsticks sitting in my truck, nothing sitting in the PA system, no spares, nothing. I left a big fat bag of all of my favorite drumsticks in my car, and I drove my truck to the gig. So... Uh, realized this without about with about an hour and a half to go uh, till gig time. Started making some phone calls. Gary started posting up on Facebook, and uh, Gary for the win came through. Uh, for one of his friends, Rick Davis, uh, re replied to Gary's post and said, "I'm nearby. I have some sticks. Tell me where to go." And uh, a few minutes later, he and a friend showed up with two pairs of sticks of the right size and uh, saved us uh, because uh, I was trying to figure out who could get to my house and get the sticks to us in time, and it just was not panning out. But Rick Davis and his buddy Steve Pippen, who I happen to know from work, showed up with some sticks and uh, saved us, saved the show. Um, and uh, for the first time in a while, I had to play an actual gig with sticks that I'm not familiar with. Now, you might think drumsticks are drumsticks, right? But no, they're not. They come in all different sizes and weights and feels, right? Uh, the sticks that I typically use are not cheap. They're like expensive sticks with like a metal shaft and like a plasticky sleeve on it and a uh, synthetic plasticky sort of drum tip. And then I wrap uh, grip tape around the part where you hold them. Uh, and the grip tape I use is like the same thing that you would put on a baseball bat. So it's nice and thick and sticky 
which allows me to hold those sticks without dropping them and I get better bounce and these sticks are super well balanced and I just love those drumsticks and I did not have them uh, last night at this gig. I had just a pair of naked wood drumsticks and uh, I, uh, I was really glad they brought two pair because I was dropping sticks left and right. My hands just weren't used to holding them. They were more slippery a little bit, not quite as thick as the ones that I use with all the grip tape on them. So just naked wood, 5A drumsticks. And uh, uh, I was I did drop them during songs, but I was able to grab a second one and get going again. So it never really screwed anything up. Uh, but there was one song where I dropped two sticks. Uh, and so I, I was basically down to only the two other sticks in my hands and, uh, was able to get through the entire rest of the song without dropping them again. Um, so, uh, so thanks again for saving the gig. Uh, I will now make sure there are extra drumsticks loaded up in the PA rig and, uh, Brian, our bass player is going to put a set in his bass bag. So he's always got a spare set. So this can never happen again. So yeah, believe me, that not something I want to, uh, re, uh, I don't want to do that again. That needs to never happen. Um, some other cool things with the gig last night. Uh, we usually don't take requests. Uh, we have a set list. We have songs we are going to play. And if we, if it was up to us, all we would play are our original songs. We're not your typical cover band that shows up and can play all of the songs, right? Uh, we're, we're not Big Ray and the Cool Cats that can literally learn a song on the spot and play it. Uh, we don't necessarily want to do that. And we're not good at doing that. Uh, but we, uh, we definitely got some requests last night, most of which we could not play. Uh, of course, we got some requests for Jimmy Buffett. Rest in peace. Uh, we all got the news the, the morning of the gig uh, that Jimmy Buffett had passed. And, you know, Gary's not a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. I have always been a big fan, but uh, we did not have any Jimmy Buffett songs in our repertoire. Uh, we had some requests for some Tom Petty and... Uh, a whole bunch of other sort of classic rock songs that you might think we would know, but we don't. Uh, so most of those requests we had to turn down. Uh, but there were two requests that we were able to honor last night, uh, and it was fun to be able to do so. One of them, uh, a lady wanted us to play Little Sister by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, we told her we don't not know the words to this, but we might be able to play something like the tune. And uh, she said, well, I know the words. And she came on up and sang uh, like at least the first verse or so. And uh, we played with her and we just jammed Stevie Ray Vaughan style. That was fun. Uh, somebody else requested the, the Georgia Satellite song, uh, Keep Your Hands to Yourself which we actually used to play uh, in my previous band, Ice House Road. This was a staple. We played it. I was the one singing it. Uh, I've always loved that song. and uh, so, But we haven't played it in years, and we've never played it uh, in the current uh, lineup of the band with Brian and Gary and myself, those three. We have never played Keep Your Hands to Yourself. But I, uh, I went and checked uh, in my head, in my brain, and I, I actually do remember all the words. That's how many times I've heard that song uh, and sang it. So uh, we were able to uh, cobble together a pretty great rendition of Keep Your Hands to Yourself. Uh, and the crowd went nuts. Uh, we got a lot of compliments on, uh, on, our, on, on, on the show we put on at this gig last night. Uh, and 
Man, it was a lot of fun. The uh, the end of the gig, uh, we were supposed to stop at 8. We were supposed to play from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, and then the fireworks were going to start about 8.30, which seemed a little like there's some dead time in there, right? Uh, so we worked it out with uh, with JP, the guy from uh, Shenandoah Crossing. Uh, he was going, he was sort of coordinating the whole event. Uh, we told him, hey, we'll play right up to the fireworks at 8.30, you tell the firework guys that when we get to the amen part of our final song, which is a uh, a medley of a bunch of gospel songs like uh, Amazing Grace and uh, I Saw the Light and This Little Light of Mine and uh, I can't think of the other ones now, but a whole bunch of that stuff. Uh, and when we at the end of that song, we do some amens. And when we get to the amens, that's when he should start lighting fireworks off. And we're, and we're powering through. We're timing it just right. It's 830. And uh, we get to the amens. And sure enough, I see that guy across the lake uh, with his, uh, with his uh, the thing, whatever it was he was using, to, the torch or whatever, to light the fuses on the fireworks. That thing lit up, and he sent the first round of fireworks up right as we were finishing up the song. The timing couldn't have been better. The crowd went wild. We went wild. Uh, we finished the song. We watched the fireworks. We loaded out. And, man, uh, we were just riding a high the rest of the night. Uh, it was just so much fun. Nice to be out gigging again. Uh, there is another show coming up in October. Uh, it is a festival of sorts uh, out in Troy, Virginia at Luna Azul. More information on uh, To Be Fair uh, and to be fair.com ranchhandrecords.com uh, f- go find out there we'll be posting about it all over facebook uh, so uh, you got a chance you got another chance this year to come see uh, to be fair play live uh, and uh, we'll be running rpa system for multiple bands through that through that evening so we're pretty excited about the whole damn thing so there you go Whew, uh, i think it's time to do some things thing number one what is it about you that is the name of my U, my new YouTube channel. Uh, I think I've mentioned this on this show before, but I want to talk more in depth about what the deal is with this thing. Uh, the premise of it, uh, I, you know, I've been I've been wanting to be. Uh, I want to have a YouTube presence. Uh, I watch so much YouTube. I think it's uh, I think it's a thing that where I have something to contribute. Uh, and the thing that I think I can do pretty well is talk to people, interview them. Uh, and so my, my, my whole idea for this channel is to go out into public and find normal, average, everyday people and ask them questions on camera, get them to talk about themselves, uh, get them to tell their story. Since most people have a story and nobody asks them to tell it, uh, my job is to go ask them to tell it. Uh, and film it on camera, get a bunch of beautiful shots of wherever it is that I'm asking these questions, uh, and uh, put together a fun video. Uh, and I'm going to do this out in very public places, like in the downtown mall in Charlottesville, uh, out at a, a, a public lake beach amusement park area in Iowa, Central Park and Times Square in New York City. Uh, we will be heading to Nashville for some vacation here in a couple weeks. Probably take the camera and do some what is it about you there. Uh, and uh, I've, the channel is launched. It's out. There are five videos up on the channel right now. Uh, and uh, they, the first one is this guy named Bill from, uh, from Charlottesville. And the second one is a, uh, a guy I found on the downtown mall who uh, is selling a book. 
and he had a whole lot to say. Uh, the third video is uh, Pat the Painter. Uh, Pat is my cousin. I found him out in Iowa, uh, and he is an incredible painter and was willing to tell me all about uh, what he paints, why he paints, uh, and such, uh, and it's great. Uh, the other two videos that I posted are shorts, which are trying to, you know, like kind of like uh, Instagram reels, Facebook reels, TikToks, you know, short videos like that. Uh, so I've got about five videos up there and I've got footage enough for probably another seven or eight videos right now. I've got two more fully edited and ready to post on the YouTube channel. Uh, I've got one about a guy in Central Park who uh, his he... He brings his Burmese python with him to the middle of Central Park while riding a Segway, and uh, he just rides around in the middle of Bethesda Fountain offering people to uh, put the snake on them and get their pictures and videos and such for 20 bucks. And he's got a whole company doing that. Like, that's what he does for a living. Uh, I just had to know what it is about him that made him do such a thing. Uh, and so the, it's people like that that I'm going to talk to on this channel and find out more about them and bring them to you. I want to tell I want them to tell their story on camera and uh, I will help get it out there. That's the whole premise of the channel. That's what I've been doing. Uh, and uh, I got to tell you, I have learned so much working on the few videos that I have out so far. Uh, things that I'm learning are better camera techniques. Uh, using the iPhone has been funky, uh, and the microphone on the iPhone isn't great for really picking up the audio. I've, uh, I've got a better camera. I'm looking for better microphones. <clears throat> and, uh, I've also learned more about editing. Uh, I've gotten significantly faster at editing videos down to, uh, their core essence, uh, and what makes them great. So camera's gonna, uh, get better. The camera work, the sound and the microphone will get better with each video. Uh, they will get edited faster and better and, uh, and the content will get better as well. Cause when I'm editing these things, I see so many chances or opportunities for me to have done a better job interviewing people. Uh, these interviews could be a lot more compelling if I was a little bit quicker with follow-up questions with getting people to open up and explain more about what they just said. So many times I'm watching these things and I'm like, gosh, man, that person said something and I didn't probe to go deeper and get them to keep talking about that thing. Like I might've missed the most important thing to that person. Uh, and I don't want that to happen. So I, I'm working on better interview techniques and questions, uh, being more in the moment. Uh, and as I work out the technical side of the, the mic and the camera, then I won't have to worry about that as much so that I can focus on the person and really bring it out, whatever it is that, uh, makes them them. So, uh, and here's some crazy stuff. Uh, I mentioned in the last episode, how my YouTube channel and my concept for doing this, uh, sort of uh, coincides with me stumbling upon the HBO Max show How To with John Wilson, uh, which is uh, this guy is a filmmaker since uh, he was a little kid, uh, sort of a nerdy guy who walks around with a camera all over New York City, finding interesting things, filming everything, talking to people, uh, and he gets people to open up to him and bring him to their house and show them the thing that makes them interesting. And uh, it's just 
it's just so good. Uh, I am kind of bummed. It's in its third and final season right now, and it just uh, they just aired the finale last Friday. So uh, the show won't there won't be any new episodes. But if you haven't started to watch How to with John Wilson on Max, uh, I I highly recommend it. And hopefully you'll see some similarities with his show and what I'm trying to do. Um, in fact, there is a crazy similarity about it um, on my YouTube channel. When we got back from New York uh, last week, I dropped a nine-second video that I shot in Times Square. Uh, and the video is just this guy. Uh, Geek and I were sitting there in Times Square, just sort of people watching. And this guy walks by, and he's uh, a tall, black dude, oily. Uh, and I say oily because he's not wearing a shirt, and he is super shiny. Uh, he is wearing some sweatpants that are pulled up just barely enough to cover his junk, but not his pubic hair. Uh, he's wearing like a clown mask with some red hair. Uh, he's carrying a boombox, playing some loud, kind of annoying music. Uh, and he is flexing his pec muscles up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, and uh, he's I, he's just he just walks right through Times Square. Uh, he gets to uh, he gets to the intersection and he's waiting for the light to change and he's just standing there flexing his pecs, looking rather intimidating. Uh, like all, all I wanted to do was go up to this guy and say, "What is it about you? What are you doing? Are you here to? Are you because you know in Times Square there's." Tons of people there looking to make money off of all of the thousands of tourists that visit Times Square each day. Uh, there's people there offering to take your photos. There's people there dressed up in superhero costumes expecting you to give them a tip if you get your photo with them, which I still don't understand why anybody wants to do that, but it's a thing. Uh, and there's any number of people selling any number of things in New York in Times Square, and I do not know what this guy's angle is. Is he in Times Square to make some money somehow? Does he have a skill? Does he, is he going to put on some sort of a show? Is he going to sell something? Can you get your picture taken with him and then you can Venmo him some money? I mean, like, what is the deal with this guy? I didn't know. Uh, and uh, I saw him, so I kind of circled around him and then came back across the street facing him, got my phone out, and I filmed a, uh, a, a nine-second video uh, where you can see this guy crystal clear, plain as day, just standing there in New York City Times Square doing what I just described. Uh, and I did not ask him any questions. Gosh, I wish I had. Uh, I would love to know what this guy had to say. But I took this nine-second video of the guy. Uh, I, uh, I went in. I put it in my video program. I took the music he was playing and just reversed it so it wouldn't get any copyright things. And then I, I just threw it up as a short on YouTube, which is YouTube's version of Reels or TikToks, right? Just short, vertical filmed videos that are that are less than a minute long uh, and things like that. So I just posted that on my channel and all it said on the video was, what, it is, what is it about you, good sir? And then I'm afraid, I was afraid to ask is what I said on the video. Uh, and that video got like 4,000 views right away. Uh, kind of crazy. 3,700 technically, but uh, almost 4,000 views right away. Some people commented on it. I thought, sweet, this is going to get some more people into my channel. It kind of faded off after that. Like I didn't all of a sudden have tons of subscribers and new people, but uh, I, it was that. So that. And that's all it was for a few days until... I watched one of the season three episodes of How To with John Wilson, in which he is in New York City. He's at an award show. He's uh, after the show, after he's done with the festivities, he's going home. And to go home, he walks through Times Square, goes to the subway. 
and uh, and he shoots some video of this same dude, this large, imposing, oily, muscle-bound black dude with a mask and a boombox. And in John Wilson's uh, video of him, he's actually doing some like arm curls with some like stretchy rubber band things. He's working on those pecs, is what he's doing. Uh, but uh, and that's it. That was like it was around nine seconds of video with the same guy, the same exact dude, unmistakably the same guy. And all of that, all that does for me is confirm that I am on the right track. That you know, I'm not the same person as John Wilson. I'm not trying to make the exact same videos. I couldn't if I tried. Uh, but uh, but it does show me that I'm on the right track as far as the sensibilities and what I'm looking for. Uh, I just wish I, uh, I mean, he didn't go ask the guy questions either, but I wish I had uh, because that would have been awesome. Like, I want to go back in New York and hang out in Times Square until I find this guy again and go ask him what the hell is going on. Um, but uh, there you go. Um, so far, the YouTube channel is not blowing up other than that little nine second video. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that my strategy of simply making good content and putting it out there uh, will get it noticed. Uh, I, and, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to pay for exposure to boost a post and make sure I get more people viewing it. I kind of want it to happen more naturally and organically than that. Uh, which is, I think most YouTubers are like that, which is why they yell at you to like and subscribe and turn on notifications, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, uh, you know, if I don't get enough people liking and subscribing and boosting the numbers, uh, I mean, I definitely see this as a thing that I want, I, I want it to become a, you know, a thing with millions of views, uh, that people are interested in talking about, um, that I can monetize. Frankly, I'd like to make some money doing this. Uh, and I, I would rather not have to pay for viewers, but you know, I might have to resort to that. So, uh, maybe you could help out by liking and subscribing. Uh, if you want to find my YouTube channel, go to YouTube and simply search at what is it about you all one word, or click the link in the description of this podcast and it'll take you right there. Whew. All right. Thing two. Thing number two. Uh, I have a recommendation for a movie. Just literally saw it tonight in the movie theater with Kiki. It's called Strays. Uh, and it was hilarious. Uh, this is a movie with uh, talking dogs. Uh, these dogs uh, talk to each other. They don't talk to the humans. The humans just hear barking, right? Uh, but uh, they're, they're real dogs. They're not. It's not an animated movie. Also, it's not for kids. Uh, it is an adult movie, a rated R comedy, uh, and there is a lot of wonderful, vulgar dialogue in this movie. It's vulgar in all the right ways. Um, even with all of that, the message was positive, especially if you're watching this movie from the dog's point of view. Um, the the animated part of you know what the CGI that they did to make it look like the dogs were talking with their mouth and their teeth moving and such, super well done, like not a distraction at all. Uh, Will Ferrell is the main dog. Jamie Foxx is the other one. Bunch of other great voices. I think my favorite part was when Dennis Quaid appears in the movie for about 30 seconds. Uh, and uh, he was hilarious. It's, you know, it's just basically a cute dog movie for adults. Uh, and I highly recommend it uh, if you want something funny. I don't know how well it's doing in the movie theater because it's only at one theater right now. And there wasn't a ton of people there at 745 on a Sunday night. But uh, I hope this movie gets some attention because it's hilarious. Anyway, 
That's it. There's your thing number two movie recommendation. How about thing number three? Thing number three? When I went out onto the downtown mall to film the first bit of footage that would become my first What Is It About You video, uh, I got a bunch of people to talk to me, more than I was expecting, uh, frankly. This was sort of a proof of concept type of a situation, and I found people to talk to me, uh, and it turned into the first YouTube video, which is uh, still kind of blows my mind that anybody would do that. Um, I had gotten most of what I thought I was going to get, uh, but I was sitting at Christian's Pizza with uh, their little outdoor seating area right there on the downtown mall, kind of in the busy spot. And uh, I was sitting there, I was smoking a cigarette, just sort of uh, reveling in my success at finding someone to talk to. When this dude comes up and asks to bum a cigarette, I'm always going to give you a cigarette when you come to bum one from me. Uh, and uh, and I say, hey, yeah, man, I'll give you a cigarette. Also, can I ask you some questions for my YouTube channel? He says, nah, man, I'm not interested. Uh, but this guy here, he's the one you got to talk to. And he points to his friend who's also there. Uh, and I think he might have even bummed a cigarette as well. Um, but I, uh, I point the camera at him. I turn it on and I ask this guy named Chris. I said, hey, uh, he said, you're the guy to talk to. What makes you the guy to talk to? Uh, and a, a small snippet of what he told me on camera made it into the video, mainly because of the background noise. It was really hard to hear Chris uh, giving out his words of wisdom. So I transcribed it, and I have it here for you. So I'm going to read it to you. Uh, this is what Chris said, all in one monologue. I didn't have to interrupt him or prod him for more or nothing. This is everything he said when I said, what makes you the guy to talk to? He looks at me, looks at the camera, and he says this. First of all, it's about perspective. You have to understand the inner lining of the core position of your own reasoning which is in your mind and in your heart, and it connects to all your other organs, which gives reasons to all different aspects of your elements that we live in. So when you be able to learn how to develop your inner core again, you can justify the whole position of everything and everything. It becomes with your eyes, it becomes with your vision, your ground coverage, your ability to know. It's just like, I mean, when you understand yourself, you can understand others. It's about perspective. So, is what Chris had to say nonsense or wisdom? I think it's a mixture of both. He starts off really good. First of all, it's about perspective. I think I agree with that most of the time. In most situations, your understanding of what's going on is definitely colored by the perspective from which you view the occurrences, right? So it's all, everything, it's always about perspective. You and me are going to see the same thing differently because we are looking at it from a different perspective. Um, and then it gets a little like, what? Uh, you have to understand the inner lining of the core position of your own reasoning? Okay. Okay. I can kind of see some wisdom in there, right? You have to understand why you reason things out the way you do and how that gets you to your position, your viewpoint. Okay, I'm down with it so far. 
which is in your mind and in your heart, and it connects to all your other organs, which gives reasons to all different aspects of your elements that we live in. Okay, so he's basically connecting mind and body uh, and your surroundings. It's all connected. Okay, I'm on board so far. So when you be able to learn how to develop your inner core again, you can justify the whole position of everything. It becomes with your eyes, with your vision, your ground coverage, your ability to know. I think there's something there, but I think we're starting to go off the rails just a little bit. Uh, But maybe not. Maybe you're getting meaning out of this that I'm not quite able to get out of it. You know, because it's all about perspective. Uh, And then he finishes things up with, It's just like, I mean, when you understand yourself, you can understand others. And that is my favorite part of what Chris said, because I think that's true. Uh, And that's kind of what I'm trying to do with this YouTube channel, right? Once I figured out what I might want to do with a camera in public with other people that will end up on YouTube, uh, once I figured out myself and what I want to do, uh, I can then go out and seek to understand others. So I'm down with you, Chris. I think it makes some sense. Uh, It's a little nonsensical, but mostly it's, I think, uh, wise words from Chris, some random dude on the downtown mall. And it's all about perspective. That's it for this show. Three Things with JR is produced and brought to you by me, by JR. Uh, the, the theme song is by the band To Be Fair. Go to tobefair.com. That's T O B E F A R E.com for more information on upcoming dates, to stream the music, to buy shirts and t shirts and stuff, uh, and all things To Be Fair. Uh, and of course, go to my YouTube channel, What Is It About You? And uh, when you get to those videos, uh, even if you don't like them, please just click like and subscribe and tell others about it and, you know, that kind of stuff. Help help me build this thing because I think it's uh, this, you know, one last thing on that. The YouTube channel, way more than this podcast, is not about me. Yes, I'm in them. Yes, I'm the one asking the questions, holding the camera, etc. But I definitely want to make this show about the people I find on the streets that are willing to tell me what it is about them that makes them interesting. Uh, So hopefully these YouTube videos uh, have a wider appeal than just people who know me, which is really all the, the, uh, that's it. That's all who, that's all the people that listen to this show. (laughs) It's people that know me, right? I I barely, and and most of the people that know me, they don't even bother listening. So uh, I'm trying to reach a wider audience and share individuals that I think are special and have something interesting to say with the world. So uh, go to What Is It About You on YouTube, uh, check out the content, uh, subscribe so you know when you're getting more, etc. Link in the comments uh, or link in the description for this podcast. Uh, Thanks again for listening. This is Three Things with JR. I'll be back in two weeks. Next week, another episode of Small Things Considered coming at you.